0: Welcome to the Jewish Road Podcast. My name is Matt Davis, and hey. I'm here with Ronnie Boy. Yeah. <laughs> I get a different name every time. That's right. That's I, I have a whole list of them. I brainstorm, and I, I think about it, and I say, which one am I going to use today? Okay. Today, you're Ronnie Boy. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah. Thank you very much. All right. Um, this is going to be different. Uh, This episode is not what you would normally expect. Uh, A few weeks back, we got an invitation uh, or an email that that was uh, from uh, a Holocaust survivor who had written a book and said, would you like to have me on the podcast? Yeah, yeah. And his name was Severin Ashkenazi. He
1: is a Polish-born Jewish man who uh, at a very young age was in the uh, Nazi concentration camps. Of Krakow yes and and survived it, yeah, and so he has a very unique perspective on uh, Jewish life and the world around him and uh, we we
0: wanted you to uh, yeah we wanted to share that with you and uh, why is this important that we're talking to a Holocaust survivor and and my my personal thought is that any one of them who came to us and said, "I'd like to be on your podcast, why I would immediately say yes without uh, any hesitation yeah
1: well because it represents a uh, part of Jewish life uh, you know that is is being forgotten
0: in the world there aren't a lot of uh, survivors left that's right that this is it, we we are likely a decade if not uh less, less yeah. uh until the last holocaust survivor is no longer walking the earth and so um we we are putting this out there um unapologetically we want you to hear the Jewish mindset. All, all this time, as, as you've listened to us in the podcast, um, you have heard our brand of Jewish mindset. Um, but what this represents and what you're about to listen to is really, a, 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 I, I think covers a wide swath of the Jewish mindset overall. Yeah, the, this
1: is uh, this is a part, this is a representat- representation of what uh, our Jewish people, uh, how, how they orient themselves and walk through life and uh, Severin is uh, familiar with the Talmud. He's familiar with the Hebrew Scriptures, the New Testament, even the Quran. And he has developed an entire, you know, world understanding. And uh, we think it's very interesting for our people, our audience, you folks, to uh, have a sense and appreciation for where the Jewish people are. Um, that that's that's the way we can understand who our people are, and and he just represents, you know, uh, a a percentage of them, I don't know how large of a percentage, probably smaller, but um, he is, uh, you know, very well educated, uh, and he's a a very intelligent man, and he's written a a very interesting book, and uh, he is giving to Uh, the world, his understanding of the world that he lives in and how being Jewish is a part of
0: that. So are you going to agree with absolutely everything that he says? No. Uh, Does everything that he says um, represent our mindset and our thought about what's going on in Israel, the state of the Jew, who is a Jew, all of these things? Um, Absolutely not. Um, But what we want you to do is we want you to hear, and we want to listen. We want to be able to hear from our people, and we want to see what it is. And as you listen, and as things might rub you the wrong way, as you might have disagreements, as you think like, well, wow, that's an interesting way to look at this, um, all the more we want you to say, uh, these are God's chosen people. Uh, These are the people that God is bringing back to himself. And so um, we want you to listen, um, take this in, and then it might even stir some questions. And so here's what I would say too. If you have questions based on what you're about to listen to and hear, um, start writing them down as you listen, send those in, and maybe we'll even have just a response time to be able to, is this what they all think? Or is this, what, what, what do you think about this piece? And if if there's enough of that, then maybe we'll put together another episode and uh, answer some of those questions that come up. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good? You like that? All right. So, um, and we didn't talk about this at the very end, but what we'll say is if you want to get his book, uh, his name is Severin Ashkenazi. His book is called Swords of the Vatican. You can go to swordsofthevatican.com and you can listen. But uh, there are some nuggets, there's some jewels, and really a good sense. I want you to listen to the difference in how the world changed when he said from 1937 to 1939. Um, So listen in, and this is Severin Ashkenazi. Uh, Hello, everyone. We are here with Severin Ashkenazi, a Holocaust survivor uh, who's credited with the creation of the city of West Hollywood and who rebuilt Poland's Jewish community. We'll get into some of that more later. But Severin, uh, thank you for coming to the Jewish Road podcast. We're honored to have you here with us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, what we'd like to do is be able to hear uh, your story uh, that seems to be playing out once again in our world, um, this, this long hatred, this old hatred um, for the Jewish people. But take us back uh, to your upbringing and Poland and what you've experienced throughout your lifetime.
2: Well, I was born in a relatively small town, <clears throat> although the seat of the county, called Tarnopol. At least when I was born, it was Tarnopol. Later it became Ternopol. Now it's Ternopil uh, with different, with the Russians, Ukrainians, Poles, Germans, you know, fighting over it. Yeah. Uh, when my father was born, it was Austria you know, of all places. So I was born 88 years ago. And so I have within me some four generations of memories, plus the memories that I have from my parents who never ceased to reanalyze what happened. Still not believing that the uh, civilized, the most civilized nation in Europe, Germany, could, uh, that it could happen there. Uh, So I carry with me a couple of more generations of memories. My father was a chemist, a food chemist. He was a mathematician. He was also a a Talmud hacham, uh, learned in the Talmud, uh, and passed on to his two sons, my brother and I. As much as he could for the time that we were spending together. Uh, I'm one of the Holocaust survivors. There were about 300, 350. We each have a a story of survival that that parallels in somehow each other, and yet is different. Uh, We left Tarnopol. Uh, Early on, by the age of 10, I found myself in Krakow, with the Russian army, Soviet army advancing. Uh, Later, I found myself in France, spent formative years in France, and when I was 21 in 1957, we came to the United States, practically directly to Los Angeles. I attended USC for a semester, then UCLA, where I advanced to the PhD candidacy in literature. And then I went into business of building, uh, and I built uh, over a hundred different structures. I I never counted them Hmm. around here. And because I built hotels in West Hollywood, Uh, about six or seven of those, it allowed the financial basis for the city to file for cityhood. So that's how West Hollywood became a city. Uh, I have uh, since been involved in Jewish life. Not since always, as long as my parents were alive, they were the leading uh, light in Jewish life, later when they passed on, uh, I found myself uh, if you will uh, f- given the given the direction of uh, not forgetting that I am a Jew and to to do good. So uh, one of the things I did was rebuild Jewish contemporary, progressive if you were alive in Poland, and uh, I am involved in it to this day. Uh, as to my thoughts, uh, in 1937, my father was offered uh, under very generous conditions to move to the United States, open a factory in partnership with a, extremely wealthy, important chocolatier of Poland. Uh, He, the Talmud, says that if you have a comfortable life, you should really analyze uh, before you uh, go on for a better life. And my father decided that that, my parents decided that our lives were comfortable enough in 1937 where there was no need to look for a better life. In 1939, we had nowhere to go. Wow. The Russians crossed the frontier, and what we refer to as Gehenna, from gehinom yeah. uh, started. Uh, and it didn't end until a decade later. So, here I am, and uh, we want to speak about what is developing now in the world. Well, before, before
0: we do that, Severin, would you tell, how old were you in uh, 1939, and what was your experience? Two years old. Two years old. Two
2: and a half years old when the Russians moved in.
0: And what was uh, your experience uh, that you remember of being in Krakow uh, as a child?
2: I, we came to Krakow with the Soviet Army, which needed the services of my father to calibrate their artillery. So we arrived to Krakow right after Krakow was liberated by the Soviets in the beginning of '45, And then went to school, Polish school. Before that, I went to a Russian school in Lviv, Lviv today, Lemberg during the Austrian times. Uh, and I was a child. Uh, my childhood was not uh, a happy, one compared to the children today. Uh, I was... the the only thing that I had more than most other children were uh, the love of my parents and the devotion of my older brother. I mean, this is something that stays with you and the attention that I received from last me till today when I'm flirting with 88. So uh, today, w- what you have is again a- an outburst of antisemitism. Dangerous. Reminds me a little bit of the feelings that I remembered when I was four, five, six on conversations. I'm, uh, I'm afraid, no one, or, or not many people realize what, what is going on. Uh, And and very few uh, Jews know why they are Jewish and who they are. The the, the rest of the world doesn't know either uh, what it means to be a Jew or Jewish. If I ask you, for instance, uh, what makes you Jewish, chances are you will drop your chin and I will see your dental work. And that's it. You see, very good, very good. You see, and uh, because you 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 don't have an answer, you didn't even think about it. You know, some people say you're Jewish because you're Jewish because you're a Jew. That's it. That's the description of a Jew. It's far more interesting than that. And literally, no one knows. Who, I mean, not no one but very few people realize who is a Jew. And when you think about it, you will find out that it is uh, mind-boggling. If you ask a Buddhist uh, what makes him a Buddhist, he'll explain it to you in two minutes. You ask a Christian what makes him a Christian, easy to explain. Ask a Jew, no clue, you know. It's because my mother was Jewish, my father was Jewish, by, because I feel Jewish, whatever it is, no explanation.
0: You're going to have to yeah. sit down for bagel and coffee for a while to ha- really hash that one out. It
2: will take more than, the ba- it's going to cost you more than bagel and coffee. <laughs> That's right. No, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Sever- Severin, I, I yeah. noticed, you know, you have lived through a lot of history um, and have a vantage point that is different than, uh, you know, half of the world's population today. And uh, you you also, not only the history, but you have uh, a background in Talmud. In fact, in some of your writings that I have read, you know, you talk about the Babylonian Talmud and uh, the uh, we, that we have two Talmuds.
2: Jerusalem time.
1: Yeah, and uh, you, you even made the comment, uh, well, one wasn't enough, you know. Um, yes, a little
2: humor. But...
1: Yes, <laughs> I, I got that right away. <laughs> what, uh, you know, where does religion, you know, play into your life? Uh, you know, when you talk about people don't know what it means to be Jewish today, uh, what does it mean to you?
2: Well, what does it mean? We are the result of uh, 3,000 years of culture. Uh, other civilizations can claim the same, but they have not reached the same results. 2,000 years ago, uh, probably the most famous philosopher uh, in Roman times, the friend of Caesar Titus, uh, Josephus, maybe you you have uh, heard or read something of uh, uh, Flavius Josephus. Yeah a very prolific uh, and and the respected uh, historian, philosopher, wrote that the principal occupation, the principal uh, uh, ask of a Jewish family was to educate their children. That's 2,000 years ago. That's some hundred generations. Now, in order to come up with that conclusion, obviously, uh, Josephus had to reach uh, hundreds of years earlier because uh, habit uh, does not develop in one or two generations. And he came with that conclusion. We educated our children. In other words, to make it uh, Very apropos, when my child didn't study, he had a very good night's sleep. The only one who didn't sleep were his parents because he had bad marks and he didn't study. So this is uh, sort of with us. If you, uh, then you look 2000 after Flavius. Who are we? Where are we? We uh, uh, do not exist statistically. When you are 0.2% of the world population, if that much, you do not exist statistically. We should not be here speaking about Jews because we don't exist. Why talk about it?
0: And, and still, 150%. we're the front headlines. We're still, we're the front headlines of every newscast that you see that is happening every day in the world.
2: Well, <laughs> that's the mystery, but not quite a mystery. You know, it's 50% of all great chess players are Jews, 25% of non peace uh, Nobel Prize winners are Jews. 30% of the, of the professors at the most uh, renowned universities in the world are Jews. We don't deserve that place. There is something strange about us Jews. I mean, it's one thing to be born uncircumcised, but it's another thing to be born eight days later circumcised and for the rest of 80 years study, read, be interested, be involved, think. We think, Jews think, you know, and the th- thoughtless Jews really he, he, of course we have stupid Jews and thoughtless Jews. We have every, we have bandits, we have prostitutes, but when we have bandits, they are on a very large scale, like Medoff. I mean, they make a name for themselves. <laughs> we we don't speak of petty of, of, of pickpockets. I mean this is serious serious business, so we can laugh about it. So you ask me what makes a Jew? Education. Uh, I I was flabbergasted when I uh, watched television the other day, and I was told that 65% of the people who voted uh, for Trump, uh, uh, they're called the biblical, not the, the what?
0: Evangelical?
2: Uh, The evangelicals do not have a degree. You you see, do not have a degree. Hmm. And then uh, we... uh, You you should double-check the word charity, Mm tzedakah, mitzvah, tikkun alam, in the Talmud, in the Old Testament, and then compare it to the New Testament or compare it to the... uh, Quran. Now, most most of the professors I meet, I ask them, did you read the Quran?" Ah, I perused it. You did? Two two billion of of people who want to get rid of you and you only perused it? Mm. Did you read the New Testament? Ah, perused it. (laughs) So basically they don't know uh, what the rest of the world is. And, uh, and that is at the highest levels of education. Yeah.
1: But let, me you know, ask you, is, let me ask you a question, Severin. Um, you know, your father was a, uh, a student of the Talmud. You grew up as a student of the Talmud. Was there also an equal amount of time that you spent actually in the Hebrew Scripture?
2: Well, I read, I read the Bible fully. I read the New Testament fully. I read the Quran in two translations, French and English. I have them somewhere here, or maybe I left them in Poland, I don't know. And... uh, and I could draw some conclusions. Uh, First of all, you know, already... already uh, Freud declared Moses as possibly uh, an Egyptian, uh, someone who was not really Jewish, and uh, believed that it was a wonderful story. Uh, I hesitate between a wonderful story and maybe something more serious. But uh, as an agnostic uh, atheist, possibly Jew, I, I look at these uh, things differently you know I, I look at it as culture I look at where did we Jews become when and where and why did we Jews become so charitable you know we give if you if you ask uh, someone from another faith uh, that tell them Jews are charitable, they say, we are too. Well, the difference is that Jews give to everybody in need. The, the, The Muslim, the Christian, the others give to the church. It's really their entrance to heaven, it's a fee. When we give to a Catholic university, it's certainly not a fee to enter heaven, it's because they need the support if not they might disappear or be diminished and we are there to help
0: Um, as Uh, as you're talking about um different people groups and beliefs um, you have a book that is out called swords of the vatican and in that you talk about uh, how the catholic church has conspired against the jews that there's been a a long anti-semitism there I think even amongst uh, one thing that's surprising amongst the evangelicals that you uh, just named out, that I don't think that a lot of people who go to church know that there is a long history of hatred even uh, within the Christian church. Uh, But give us a little bit of an idea of of what you've seen, what the book is about. Um, and why there is such a separation between, why is there such a mistrust between the Jewish people and other people groups?
2: One of the reasons is that the Jews are not able to explain themselves. The other day I was watching mm-hmm. the I-24 channel, Israeli 24, I don't right. know if you ever watch? It. Yes. And there was a Enrique... Uh, Zimmerman, a famous journalist who in the middle of the conversation said the Jews cannot explain themselves. And then that brings us to the point. We cannot tell who we are. The others cannot tell who we are. We become a a third, a, a foreign body in the organism. And the foreign body is always... uh, is is always subject to destruction by the the healthy or so-called healthy, and if not healthy, the overwhelming body of anything. So we are subject to destruction by... by the world, because we do not explain ourselves. And if I ask you who is a Jew, to be honest, you know you cannot explain it. You know, it's unexplainable, and yet it is explainable. It's very simple. 3,000 years of education does not disappear overnight. So you have elements of envy, of course envy. If if the, the child in school is, is brighter than other children, that he's Jewish. Ah, oh, it's because he's cheating these Jews, you know, the story. If he's successful in business, he is not honest. He can not be honest, you know. If not, why is he successful? And I, I have the same store that he has, yet he the, 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 does so much better than I do. He's got to steal. So the explanation always is of the, of the other of the one we don't know. Uh, And if we could change that, if you could help to change it, I explain a lot in the Swords of the Vatican. I encourage you to read it page to page. I play a game with some of my family and friends. I say, here's a 300 page book. Open on any page, read it. So they do. Have you learned something? She says, yes, I didn't know. That was the purpose of the book. Not a story, not my life. 350,000 survivors, 350 extraordinary stories. That's not the reason why I wrote it. I wrote it really for my children to have a document for them to know who they are, where they come from. Humor, do you have Chinese humor? Is there such a ha 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 when you have British humor for the British, half of their jokes I don't understand. But the Jewish humor, you can understand it. You know what it is. The other day I made a mistake with a priest. I asked him, you know, when when does a fetus become a human being? Uh Oh, of course, at, at the inception. No, we just believe that fetus becomes a human being when it gets a doctorate.
1: Yeah, right. When he graduates from medical school.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Tell it to a Japanese. Maybe he'll understand because they're a higher culture than most of Asia. But most people don't get it. So we have a specific humor, biting sometimes self-deprecating often but but it's 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 funny we laugh yeah we laugh
1: yeah i I love jewish humor um you know and uh you know my my parents uh were big fans of the cat skills so i grew up with that humor
2: oh cat skills you know there are more jokes about things that happening in cat skills but uh, funny f- jokes you can use every day. Yeah, There is one, for instance, a lady complains to a friend, you know, I spend my, my vacation and they serve the worst possible food, inedible food, terrible, and such small portions, <laughs> you know, I mean... Uh, that's that's what it is
0: that's it that's it that's jewish humor (laughs) yeah
2: exactly
0: well we we've had a lot of our episodes on our podcast where most of them uh until everything has happened uh in israel since october 7th uh that we it hasn't felt totally appropriate but we we love humor we say it's a it's our moment it's a back to the cat skills and uh I think even in the midst of, and this is who we are as a people, right? Even when we get married, we, we stomp on the glass. We break the glass to remember Jerusalem yeah. and the temple. So there, there's always a tragedy mixed with comedy. And you have to laugh, otherwise you die. Um, and so
2: It's not only to remember uh, Jerusalem when we break the glass. Right. Remember, we greet each other several times a year. And our goodbye is, see you next year in Jerusalem. Yes, right. I mean, this is part of our, of our life. No, no one else says, next year, see you in Damascus. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> Jerusalem. Yes. Uh, yeah. But bringing to Israel uh, and the Palestinian problem, yeah. the Palestinian yeah. should not be our problem. It's not our problem. When the czars, uh, Russia, killed 200,000 Jews in a matter of a few years and left 300,000 orphans, the world wasn't that concerned about it. Or that the Chinese imprisoned their uh, Muslim people, or that the Myanmaris threw out a million people, 50,000 died on the way. I don't see the students at Harvard protesting, do you? No. They even haven't heard about it. Yeah. 50,000, just like that, by just pushing them. Yeah. Palestinians are Palestinian problem. They don't belong there. They are wanderers. They have no business there. All you need to do is read Mark Twain's Trip to 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 Palestine in in the nineteen eighteen
1: sixty seven yes,
2: right. Well, you know what he said. Yeah, it was a nothing—a desert, no water, no growing, no people, nothing. Yeah. Suddenly, they love it that much.
1: Well, isn't it miraculous? They are so
2: much in love with the, with this desert. Yeah, that the Jews that the Jews made livable. Yeah. Isn't they had it? no water under the British came yeah. in 1917, and and opened their their water canals. They had no water. You know, I mean, if you look at the at, at the Muslim culture, it is frightening.
1: Yeah,
2: everyone should read the Quran. I had to read it in two translations because I couldn't believe that two billion people w- 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 would find solace in it yeah i mean it's, it's and, and yet uh they peruse it, which means they didn't read it. they held it in their hands and said forget it let,
1: let me let me ask you, you should uh, read it. let me let me yeah, no, I didn't read it uh, but let me ask you severin uh, in in light of all of the the things that we're talking about, do you find it just amazing that the Jewish people, after so many centuries are back in the land
2: well, we've been back in the land before mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the beginning of the Christian era, and we are so divided, so divisive, mm-hmm. so quarrels that we always end up losing our land. look what's going on the the the, the, the and and the Muslims are waiting for it. When you say Palestinians, it has nothing to do with Palestinians. Who knows that no Muslim country will accept Palestinians as citizens or residents, or even welcome them. They have foreclosed that possibility. They want to maintain their Muslim brothers and sisters right on the outskirts of Israel to be ready to attack it again, as they have before several times, in hopes of finally destroying it. That's why they are there. They're not there because the Jews said, we need slaves, you know, come to us, stay, please, in Gaza, which 2,000, 3,000 years was was Philistines. This was the area where the Philistines lived. And then the Jews moved in. That's 4,000 years ago. Uh, No one forced them to stay. In uh, in 1948, do you know how many Jews the Muslims expelled and and stole their wealth? Do you? You
1: you know, know? you, you wrote that and I read it.
2: Well, let me remind you yeah. so that you read it again. Yeah. 850 to 900,000, yeah. including from Syria. Yeah. There were 500,000 Palestinians in Israel then. And Ben-Gurion had nowhere where to ship them. Clever. The mm-hmm. Muslims are very clever. What? We don't accept it. You can drown them. You can put them on ships and... Uh, drown them in the middle of the Mediterranean, but we are not going to take them. As a matter of fact, the African slaves used to do exactly that. When they couldn't feed their slaves, they would drown them. There is a long tradition uh, among the Muslims of, of the slave trade. Now, speaking of slave, America owes something to the slaves? What happened? they they were catching uh, the zulus they were enslaving them they were shitty they were just consumers of marijuana i mean you 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 shouldn't imprison the fellow who needs marijuana it's the fellow who grows it and ships it and traffics it and and becomes rich that you punish what what, what does the world want from what what do the americans have to repair. Mm. The fact that they could buy labor cheap and they they bought it? Mm. What were they supposed to do? Mm. The only ones not to buy it? The rest of the Americas and the world was using slaves, but the Americans were supposed to be saint in the 18th century and not use slaves? So you see how the world is unfair? Yeah. I mean just this fact. And the Muslims, the the Palestinians, let the Muslims take care of them. I mean, what do you want from the Jews? The Jews want a a breathable piece of land. Give us a piece of land that is defendable, that we can cultivate, that we can make some, and we just took your desert. Do you know that that Jerusalem, a hundred years ago, 120 years ago, was not livable? We have the account of the Council of America about Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. It was a trash can. Mm -hmm. They were throwing stuff on the street. It was rotting. There was no water. There was no cleanliness. There was no uh, uh, health, uh, education, nothing. They turned it into a a trash can. So do you want that? We can find you many trash cans. You're used to it. Yeah. I mean, look, look at the month. two billion people, five Nobel Prize winners, aren't they ashamed? Yeah. Not one university among the top hundred? Two billion people? Mm. I mean, uh, and, and no one says a word about it? Yeah. You know, the, the few educated people they have, the, edu- the atom bomb that they have built by a Pakistani educated in the United States. Most of them, or France, or or England.
1: Does Israel and the Jewish people have any hope?
2: Not if we continue the way on the road we are on now. Hmm. We we first have to be able to say who we are. A strange people doesn't really have a chance of surviving. You know, people don't want to be their neighbors. People are afraid. Uh, they find them strange. And then we have these so-called who, who dressed up in 18th century Poland uh, nobility's outfit, who parade on the, the streets of Ma- Ma- Manhattan and, uh, and Los Island, Beverly Hills and so on. They're crazy. And yet the Jews say, no, they're our Jews. We, you know, the, the reformed, the, the modern Jews are not considered Jews by these people. Just speak with them. I finally got one at a wedding, and obviously I aggravated him enough to where he put his, and he says, do you know why Israel exists? I said, I have some ideas. He says, it exists because of our prayers. Whoa! If this Shmagege wouldn't pray, we wouldn't have Israel? I mean, that's what he has to offer. Most of them are uneducated. Absolutely uneducated. They what? know the Talmud and they read Hebrew and they know Yiddish. And they, but uneducated. And they are the greatest schnorrers. You know what a schnorrer is? You know what a schnorrer <laughs> yes. is. They are the greatest <laughs> schnorrers on the face of the earth. They're able to take a, 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 and squeeze some money out of someone who just knows a Jew. He's not a Jew himself. They are these techniques where they make you feel guilty. Money, money, money.
0: I want to read a I quote, mean, Severin, of a, yeah. a, something that you wrote. Um, you, you said, no one is born an anti-Semite. Anti-Semitism is taught. Too often, indoctrination into hatred and ignorance is handed down from generation to generation. And with the advent of television, 24-hour broadcasts, the internet, and social media, the spread of hatred, lies, and misinformation is promoted at lightning speed. We live in a time where truth has never been more at risk, and Jews, once again, are the target blamed for the ills of the world. If they are to fight millennia of malicious accusations, they must become the standard bearers of truth. Um, as we wrap up this conversation, how can we battle the rise in anti-Semitism that that is growing exponentially throughout the world, even here in our own backyard in the United States?
2: We have, This is wonderful. You would make a terrific reader of the book to be recorded. Congratulations. (laughs) Listen, we do not know who we are. We do not counter the the negative aspects of the the world's propaganda. Uh, We are... no one... The world knows we exist. The world knows we are rich. The world knows that we are devious. That's what the world knows. So when I say, tell the truth, please, you have the ability to tell the truth. The Jew is educated. The Jew is charitable. The Jew has humor. Do you know what is the most saintly day in Judaism, the the day that is number one saint, saintly day, holy holiday, do you know? Friday Shabbat. Oh, Shabbat, yes. It is unique. Shabbat, the God God built the world in six days. The seven days he rested, and he built man in his image. Mm. And therefore, he demanded that we work six days. On the seventh day, we rest, meditate, teach, take care of the family, be with friends. Unique. One day of the week, we learn, we pause, we meditate. And no one knows that. Truth, truth, no, no one knows anything about us. I'm glad you read the book. I am not interested in making money, obviously, on this book. I'm interested to inform people of what I've learned in five, six, seven generations. So please pass it on. And if I can be of further help to you, enlightenment, call me anytime. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Uh, Thank you for sharing your story. Um, Mm -hmm. As we go, I wanted you to know that a large portion of the people that listen to our podcast are what we'd put in the category of evangelical Christians. Um, And the people who are listening to us do love the Jewish people and do love Israel. Um, What would you say to those people as we continue to go down the line as just a parting message? What would you say to Christians who love the Jewish people in a time like this?
2: Uh, well, I will tell, I will ask them not to stop, not to be swayed by any negative things that they should check out before they believe them. I understand them because man needs faith, man needs God. We all need God. Their God is their God. A Jews' God is a Jews' God. A, 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 an atheist is just sap, skeptical about the, 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 the world. But we all need someone to support us. We, 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 in order to have a good night's sleep, we cannot do it ourselves. Mm.
0: That's right. Thank you for your story. Thank you for joining us here today. Um, we are, are thankful for having this conversation. One of the things that we say uh, to close out every podcast is to say, and this is our heart's desire, our hope is, Shalom Yerushalayim. Yes, we pray for the peace of Indeed. Jerusalem.
2: Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. Let there be peace in Jerusalem.
0: That's right. Well, thank you, yes, Severn, for coming on. We appreciate it. Continue
2: your yes. good work. Continue your good work.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Shalom, friends.
1: Shalom.